Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi Rangers, it's me, Jackie Cation Welcome to the dark forest It's 2024. Let's do this. Here's the credits, of course. Mike Rickberg sang that song at the beginning, and he wrote that song, and he sang it with Sarah Cohen, his wife, and he will sing the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Also, Patrick Brady still putting this together. Video, audio, all of it. He's amazing. So, and Vilmos doing JackieCationStore.com. Squarespace is doing the regular Jackie Cation page. And I'm thinking of moving the Dork Forest and DorkForest.com away from WordPress because it's driving me nuts. But those are the credits. But if you go to JackieCation.com, you can get Dork Forest merch. You can get my stand-up merch. You can get my stand-up CDs and DVDs, which you'd have to have uh, devices for those. Uh, you can also see videos and find out any number of things. I have another podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show, but The Dork Forest is the flagship 18th year. We're doing it, you guys. You can go to my Bandcamp or my YouTube for extra content. Please donate is what I'm saying. It's 2024, and I think we've been in this long enough. Why don't you guys, everybody send me 100 bucks? That's what I'd like you to do. You can PayPal me. You can, There's links all over the pages. You can Venmo me at Jackie Cation. You can find me at a stand-up show and uh, hand me a sweaty wad of 20s. Do something. But I love doing the show. I would love uh, to make some money is what I'd like to do. In other news, I'm sure there's more things that I should talk about, but I can't think of them. But let's listen to who's going to dork out about something, because that's my favorite part. Thanks for listening, you guys. You're all great. Let's get into the show. Oh, my gosh. It's me, Jackie Cation, and I'm in my living room. No, I'm not. I'm in my garage. Fake out. Okay, uh, Rangers, Dork Forest listeners, you've chosen wisely. Today's guest is Jessica Seely, and Jessica Seely's dorkdom is awesome and hilarious. And we haven't had one like this, I remember, in a while. And we've never had this specific one. Jessica Seely, by the way, stand-up comic, at Jessica Seely, Seely spelled S-E-L-E, new album called Weird Vibes. Feel free to buy it. You can stream it, but it's... She gets more money if you buy it. You have $10, maybe, right? Come on. And uh, Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm coming to you from my kitchen. Excellent. You have a pantry door, possibly an accordion door behind you? It's actually the door to my living room, which I can't open, or you'd see that I have uh, a sort of a disorganized office space behind me, which goes against... What, what I'm you're gonna about be to talk about. What I'm going to be preaching. Interesting. Let's get into it. It's organization, <laughs> right? It's sort it is. of. Yeah. Yeah. So anti-clutter or just what? What do you I'm, think? I'm pro facing the clutter. Okay. And, All and, right. And sorting to the best of your abilities. Not a perfectionist. It's just. Uh, Can't be done. Can't helping- be done. Helping people relate to their belongings and um, just not be afraid and also not be ashamed. So maybe I should open this door and show, show you. Show you what's show happening. Show you the not. truth. <laughs> no, I, I do home organizing as one of my many side gigs as a stand-up comedian. Oh, weird. That's yeah. one of the gigs you – home organizing 
is it and why of, of course it's a job here's the thing about los angeles we'll create a job out of whole cloth out of nothing and to so, be honest people yeah. need it sure and if you can help a loved one do it especially your older loved ones need that people need help going through their stuff yeah uh i am um, i'm a th- i i throw things out. What I tend to do is I tend Mm. to stack things and then I move it closer and closer to the back door. And my husband is trained, trained. That feels rude. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he is now aware that um, essentially if it's right by the back door, it's real close, real close to being tossed out. So he either has to take it all the way out to the garage or back to the place where he would like to keep it. Uh, but I'll tell you where I don't want it being kept in our small living room. Right. Uh, that's what I, I don't want it loosey goosey on, on our tiny love seat or one of the two chairs we can sit in, uh, or his desk is a, he knows what's happening on it. I guess like he, he cleaned it the other day. And so he had, it was still full, but it was three giant stacks. So they were squared off. Is that something? At least if it's in a stack, that is something. Right. I I have gotten this close to breaking up with my partner over his desk situation. It's Oh, yeah. Can I tell you the worst thing? Yes, please. And I know I said I'm no shame, but I guess when it comes <laughs> to my loved ones, I'll shame them. I guess you'll shut them down. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> the worst thing is, you know, we got these piles of papers, all these different things on the desk. And then he put a picture of me on top of a huge chaotic pile, like leaning. Right. And and to me, that's a sign of like, no, this isn't a display situation. All these, you know. Is it a defense mechanism? What is he doing? I think he's like, oh, let's put this picture up on this pile situation. Right. He He wants to see a picture of you, but you don't think he's going... She'll never mess with this pile if it has a picture of her on it. That's what I think might be happening. You could be queen of all of this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if he's doing it, it's shrewd, but it kind of backfired because clearly you guys had words. Is that what I'm, uh, is that what I'm seeing? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, because that's not how I see myself, you know? You don't want to be on a stack of random bills or receipts that need to be filed. Does, <laughs> do you do, do you keep old bills? I think that unless you absolutely need to keep a piece of paper, just throw, just recycle it or shred oh, it. I've told this story so many times. Uh, Maria Bamford throws out her old notebooks. This, this is interesting. Notebooks I've been debating about, like old mm. journals. I've got some journals from college. And uh, some I of them say are, don't do it. Some don't. of them are dark stuff. And, I, and I'm wondering, oh, of you course. know, hard times, you know. And, and, this, and my, my night of the dark souls, my drunken nights, you know. And, and I almost feel like they meant so much to me. But part of me feels like there's a little too much darkness sitting in my closet. Oh, interesting. You could sage that closet, restack them in some way, and start over. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Andy hates it when I sage, by the way. He's like, what happened? And I was like, you don't like pine saw? You don't like sage? I don't know why we're together. But I, uh, I, do, um, I do a lavender diffuser. Oh, I do a lavender oil in the tub 
And so that's nice. My, uh, I've I've had a, a sort of an on and off cold, sort of stuffed up situation. Like right now, I have a, an ear infection, very sad, oh, no. by, about to fly. Uh, but the, yeah. um, but so I have lavender oil I put in the tub and I couldn't smell it. So I put another cap full in and Andy just came out of the, the bedroom going, what's happening? Why? Why so much <laughs> lavender? Why? <laughs> do you know what I do? What? And this, I think my partner hates and I think he's fair for it, which is I mop the floors with some vinegar sometimes, okay. which smells yeah. pretty bad, but the smell goes away. But the yeah. reason I do this is because I, I struggle. Okay with toenail fungus and I have to, I have to sanitize everything because my toenails are very vulnerable people. (laughs) And you walk around barefoot. I always walk around barefoot, which is maybe the problem. What are you in a gang in Venice? (laughs) Come on. It's, uh, you know, you ever see, you ever see the kids in Venice with no shoes on? It's a, they're always, it's a sign of toughness that they don't have shoes on and you just want to go put, put, put some shoes on. It's, it's February. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, Andy, big fan of both slippers and a house coat. Who knew that he was raised in the thirties? I know. We just need him to get a little nightcap. Oh, he's got a nightcap. I've given him, well, we bought one at, over at the universal, he could, it looks like a nightcap, but it's actually a wizard cap. I bought it at the Harry Potter world, um, for his birthday one time, one year and it was on sale. Nice. It's not that I don't love him. It's <laughs> just that we've been married some time now. He he likes a sale item as much as I do. So you do home organizing for other people. Yeah. So you come in, you look around and you go, well, it's all going to have to be boxed up. Uh, or yeah. what do you do? Like my house is 966 square feet. Yeah, we same. Three people, three animals, two dogs and a cat. My mother-in-law moved from a 3,600 square foot house wow. into our house. We gave her a room and yeah. she, of course, got the garage. So we no longer have a garage. We have a public storage right. unit. So what, what happens now? That's a challenge. Uh, that reminds me of my great grandma when she moved into a um, assisted living situation because she had this really small room. But she was she was a painter and just her walls were completely covered and everything in that whole room was completely stuffed. Shoulder to shoulder stuff. on the walls. Shoulder right? to shoulder. Um, which, you know, you accumulate more over life, obviously. So when, when you get el- when you're an elderly person, it, it can start becoming a problem because that's when, first of all, Things things have so much sentimentality for your whole life. Second of all, you forget you buy shit, so you rebuy it all the time. Um, yeah. But what happens with you? I guess it's just like um, I go in usually and I say, what's stressing you out? And then sometimes people are like, oh, look at all this stuff. And I'm like, that's actually not so bad. This is normal house. But we just see Instagram okay. all the time. So we think that everything has to it be should like, be like open air kind of situation. Right. Which I love, but it's not always possible. Right. Not if not if you are 77 years old and have been buying cat statues for 100 years. Uh, it's just here's what I told Andy, because Andy is also a collector. I don't know if you can see behind me. I see. This room is full of things. Yeah. And I love things as much as other people. That's a lie. I don't. I don't care about things. Uh, mm. I'm willing to take a picture and send you that photo and say, I thought of you. I didn't buy it for you because you don't need mm. it. It's a plushie. 
So, but here's the scoop. I told Andy about his comic books because it was it's getting out of control. And there are comic books because I read them as well, but I wouldn't keep them. And he bags them and he puts and he files them. And there it's um let's see, the the filing system is right there behind me. So um what I said was if you're willing to go through all of your comic books with three criteria, what do you think of this? As an organizer, here's the criteria. You're going to keep keep a comic book if you're going to reread it, you think, ever. Keep a comic book if it's worth some money and you think that's cool. Third reason to keep it, a nebulous emotional reason that is defensible. He got rid of about 600 comics, 800 comics. Dang. He still has 10,000 comics. That's a lot of work. Yeah. But, but it's kind of fun because then it. you're yeah. going through all the comics. And what I like, right. and I think this is good for your comics, because I do imagine physical things to have their own life force in a way. Okay. They're not alive, but they're a part of they're a part of our whole thing. You know, they're a part of the world. They got their own energies and their own personalities yeah. and they are matter. We are matter. Right. Maybe we, we both exist. They are, are they not also made of stardust? <laughs> they are made of stardust as we are. <laughs> as we are. So I, I think that it's, you know, for me, it's like the thought of a bunch of comic books being stuffed away in a bag and never to be touched, never to be like, you know, they're just like, somebody please look at me and touch me and hold me again. Well, like Toy Story kind of thing, right? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm sure a lot of this roots for I Toy Story resonates to me so much because I um I just was very um, connected to my toys. And um, I remember my uh, my mom went into labor with my brother and it was like this really dramatic like. Uh, yeah, it was labor. It's going to be no, dramatic. No, no, it was more dramatic in the sense that it was early and it wasn't correct. And firefighters okay. and ambulances came. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that kind of drama. But so I yeah. was like four and a half. And um, it was fun for me because uh, the firefighters came in. They were like, hey, do you want to ride in the fire truck? You can bring one toy. And I was like, this is huge. So, uh, it is huge. That sounds amazing. Quite this honestly, is this is huge. And then I went into my room and I was like, all right, I have to pick one of you. Um, this is a huge chance. And listen, <laughs> everyone knows Kirsten's my favorite American girl doll, right? Okay. And, uh, but I know I haven't played with Raggedy Ann in a while and I feel like she needs this the most. So I hope all of you can understand. <laughs> I love the speech. That's so great. You're just like, you guys just know that, that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have to pick one of you. I get it. Raggedy Ann's had a hard year. <laughs> let's, let's. She's raggedy. You guys, let's, she, she, she needs this. Kirsten, you have your outfits, you have your accessories. Yes. Right. You probably have a carriage. Where is Kirsten from? What what American ancestry is uh, Kirsten? She's Swedish, um, which is the closest to, I guess, my my heritage, which is your, a lot oh, of your own ancestry. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I'm a I'm a Nor- Norwegian Icelandic and a lot of other things as well, but that's where the Swedish. My I think my grandma bought me the Kirsten, and she she was because it was the that. closest to a whitey magoo. For this sure, this is the most solid whitey magoo. I don't know. There's other types of whitey magoos in the American Girl doll line. That are, are there? Well, like is there a German American one? I'm not or sure. A Polish American one? Yeah, I'm not uh-huh. sure what uh, what Samantha's ancestry is, but. She was like the rich white girl that all the, oh, you know waspy, what I mean? Waspy, sure, she, yeah, Protestant. There's, there's definitely waspier ones. And then there's like Felicity's like the American Revolution era doll. And then. Uh, Do you still have these dolls? Well, I don't have multiple. I just have Kirsten. But yeah. Oh, you, oh you kept Kirsten? Kirsten is at my mom's house. My mom insists on keeping Kirsten for when I have a daughter. And, um, wow. I don't know. No pressure. Hey, you, listen, she's holding Kirsten hostage is what she's doing. <laughs> it's sad for Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten knows Kirsten's looking at me like, uh, you're 36 and I haven't been played with in 30 years. So yeah. somebody uh, help TikTok, me. TikTok, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My mom's like, you should freeze your eggs. And I'm like, I think you might want to give up on this dream, mom. <laughs> it's getting, we're on the, yeah. uh, yes. How about, why don't you adopt mom? And yeah. uh, so, oh my God. One time Andy asked me if we should adopt. And I looked at him and I said, did you want to adopt? And he goes, no, but should we? And I'm like, not with that attitude. We shouldn't. We should definitely not adopt because we're supposed to, like we're recycling. Well, there's so much controversy online about adoption right now, I feel like. Oh, right. Well, um, well, I think it's because people, everyone wants a new baby and they also want a white baby, um, unless you don't. Uh, and there are several people I know who adopted, so I, a friend of mine adopted an eight-year-old and her mom was her mom was a mess and but they tried to you know reintegrate with her mom you know just sort of like right. you should you your mom is in rehab she's trying to get her act together you should meet her again i mean we're your family but she is your mom and there there's no reason to to reject all that and that kid is now 22 23 years old and is just furious at her adopted family it was like you guys didn't do me any favors. And I'm like, no, I think they did. No, that's a lot of adopted kids are online saying that right now. They're like, I hate my adopted family. And, um, and I will tell you something about me is I play through every scenario in my head. So I, I like have worked through what I'm doing with my adopted child down (laughs) in every scenario. I like, I've I've raised multiple children <laughs> in, in in your VR Stardew Valley world. Well I, I don't even need one of those Apple face things because my brain is always having this com- whole other lives with all this. I have all this intense decision making going on. Right, right. So, did you get to bring any of your toys with you when you went away? When I went to the hospital and the, or when you went to, when you went to college, like, do you have the mm. things that you want from your childhood? I have all the, my, my stepmother, my parents are big, uh, thrower outers. So, mm. um, to try to get something from my childhood 
oh, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge. Like my grandmother had two Persian rugs. There was some sort of drama about those two. I knew I wasn't in the running. I'm the youngest of six. <laughs> um, You're like, forget it. Right. There's a set of uh, dishes that I really like that my brother feels like you can have the other set. And I'm like, no, all right, I'll take the other set. And uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't get anything good, but I did get <laughs> to bring my, my one stuffed animal that I have no idea who I know that. I know that I have no idea where I got this stuffed dog, but um, I have a st- but one, one toy from when I was a kid. And that's the only thing toy I've got. I'm sure that if I wanted to, I could take things from my childhood. Okay. But I don't really have anything that I need in my home, I don't think. And my your mom-, mom still lives in your childhood home? No, and- no. Mm-mm. So she moved all of your stuff? Yeah. My mom, my mom wants to hold on. Okay. She's a collector. She, she's not bad, but the way that I feel about my mom is my mom liked being a mom to very young children. Ah. So I think she holds on to these toys. It's like, remember when, when I liked you? (laughs) Right. When you were right. One of my, uh, one of my brother's, I guess I'm not a sister-in-law, but the parent of one of, she loves kids under the age of five. Yeah. And so she has like 11 kids. Wow. But when they would turn five, she would just <laughs> give them to their dad. It's like, I have the, the, the nurturing instinct, uh, to a certain age, then it turns off. Then I'm just like, and then when they're like 30 and they have jobs, she's like, oh, we should hang out. And uh, she's not a monster. She's just, you know, she's just a different person. And all of her kids, weirdly enough, she had excellent taste in men. Like my, uh, all of the dads raised their kids really well. (laughs) That's interesting. It's really amazing. Like they're all gainfully employed and artistic and smart and good people. And I'm like, this is amazing. I have a niece and nephew from that uh, pile of children. I Maybe don't know what to call that. in a way she's a good mom because, you know, in nature, right. you just kind of, the moms are for feeding them and. Uh, yeah, yeah. And once they're weaned, let them into the woods. Weaned, then, <laughs> then I've picked the perfect fathers. Right. And that now you take them into the woods and show them how to hunt and skin their animals. And, you know, or in this case, uh, read Lord of the Rings or, right. um, you know, travel to Iceland. So, um, or Africa or wherever and very fun. Amazing. Yeah. So that, I, I guess that's also why my mom wants me to have a baby so she can again do the baby thing. Enjoy the baby years. Reuse Kirsten. <laughs> What okay, so what do you recommend? Do you recommend we have a lot of these plastic bins? There's one. Um oh I see. Okay. Is that a fat plastic bin? Yeah. No, I think it's down here actually. Okay. Whatever. It's got a bunch of electronic. I've been doing the Dork Forest for 18 years. I have many versions of this audible setup, audio setup. So whatever. Sure. All right. You're asking with that bin specifically? No, I would, I'm asking about, oh. about about the organization of other people of of people's stuff, your own or others. Like, how do you? What do you do? Is it do you make closets? Do you stack? What's happening? 
Well, first thing you have to go through and figure out what you'd like to keep and what you need to keep. Because uh, a lot of people, they, they go and they buy all the, I show up and they're like, okay, I bought all this storage shit. Cause I guess that's the, ex- the exciting part for them is buying more things, which is buying all these containers and things, but you don't really know how much space you need till you, to go through everything and you, you see what you actually need. And for the most part in almost every situation, like the issue is too much stuff. It's too many things. So you just start going through things. Uh, Clothes is a really good place to start. And, you know, I start with whatever people's like, this is killing me, you know, my electronics or whatever it is like this, this room that has, you know, the, the, the room or the space or the type of thing is overwhelming. Right. Okay. Um, so just start going through the things slowly and it, 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 it gets going pretty fast. If you can let go of, of some things, then you Is can there a criteria that you say to them? It really do depends you, or on the person. Do you just person. go, do you want this? It really depends on the purpose, uh, the, 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 the person, because, um, there's all kinds of different like issues. There's like, I just haven't had time to go through all these paper clips or, you know, not paper clips, but all this junk and I don't really care about it. So then it's like, okay, what, let's figure out what you need. And, um, like what's actually useful to you and, uh, what is useful? Let, okay. Well, if we're talking about office stuff, I, I would say most things aren't that useful anymore because we mostly do everything on the computers. You, to me, you get one stapler, you get one thing, a tape, uh, multiples. Oh, in case this one breaks or whatever, I, how, if you're using a stapler all the time, I guess that makes sense. But, um, or different size staplers, if you have some specific use for different size staplers, I guess. Right. So it, it all depends on the person, but overall, uh, I, I don't try to pressure anyone to get rid of anything and mm-hmm. most everyone, no matter how attached or how many issues they have with getting rid of things, most everyone can find things that they're willing to let go of. And if, if someone holds up a stapler and is like, I love this stapler, then I'm like, let the stapler be the beacon of things that we compare all things since you love this stapler so much. Does okay. it live, does it live up to your love of this? Um, right. So, and you could compare it to other things that are officey, right? You're like, right. okay, so here's the stapler and then here's these five pairs of scissors. Which pair of scissors matches this stapler? Right? right. In your heart. In your heart. These other four pairs of scissors, can they go to someone else? Can they go right. to, and then what do you do? Do you take them to Goodwill? Do you go to. I have you, all kinds of things I do. There's a, there's a craft thrifting place in Pasadena. That's well, like that's a reuse crafting. I take things to electronics recycling. I go to homeboy industries and commerce and drop off electronics. Wow. I go, I go to, um, so this is the, this is the, my free service is that I, and I do this for people for free too. Um, because I'm a big under earner. Um, so, and I like doing it. I like, and that's how I yeah. started doing it is I, I did it for free for people for a long time. Yeah. And um, cuz it's stuff it's something you like to do. It's your dorkdom. You do what do you like about it? Do you like going through other people's stuff or do you just like the result? Or is I, there something else? I think I like going through people's stuff and seeing their stuff. I think that um I like how light people feel at the end and how hopeful they feel. 
Yeah. Um, like I think it's kind of a release that they, they didn't know it was possible to tackle. Um, cause you know, cause people have so much emotions with things too, like that, um, they're, they're afraid of looking in this closet because someone they've passed away, their clothes are in there and stuff like that, things like this, you know? So oh, right. it, it can be very cathartic, I think too, but, um, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I also like it because I am, I've all, I had a messy room always growing up. I'm kind of a messy, messy drunk girl. And I think I just like, liked, I enjoyed learning the system of how to take care of things and like find places. Like sometimes I'm on TikTok or whatever, and I'll see a girl that's like, oh, I'm really depressed and look at how messy my room is getting already. And I, I look at the room and I'm like, yeah, it's you're, there's clothes everywhere because your hamper's way too small, and like oh, okay. things like yes. this. I, I see a lot of easy fixes that people beat up on themselves, and they think, "Oh, I'm a worthless, gross person because I I, I make such a mess, and it's such a reflection <laughs> of my depression and a reflection of who I am." And and uh, if if you remove the shame, it 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 feels kind of. It, it feels kind of good to just l- look at your stuff in your life and go, okay, this is, uh, this is my stuff. Let's, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. If somebody else looks at it, it's just better. Right. Sometimes that drones eye view where, and, and especially if it isn't judgmental, someone's right. just going, you have a lot of stuff. Let's see. And you don't want all of this stuff or you want to be able to have more than just a path through your house to get from one place to another. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm, I like, I, I wish that the house, our house were emptier for sure. And I, but I like the idea. I just had for the, my first ever stylist to come and she brought clothes fun. for, for an event and it was super fun. Fun. And she was amazing. She just showed up and she didn't even ask me what size I was. She just looked at my Instagram and all the clothes fit. And then we put together an outfit and it was ridiculous. Um, and then I was like, well, now what happens? Do I have to keep all the clothes, the extra clothes? She was like, no, no, we can take them all back. You can keep what you, the outfit you picked. And I said, okay, well, how much is it? She's like, well, you don't want the jacket because the jacket is couture and that's too much. And I said, well, I'm glad you didn't tell me it was couture when I was wearing it because I'm a slob. So, um, luckily I didn't, I didn't spill anything on it and, um, but it was, uh, but the rest of the outfit, super cool. And then, um, yeah, I just, uh, I liked it. I I asked her if she would come over and go through all of my clothes, but what I should do first would go is go through all of my clothes and sort of keep the you know, the walking around clothes that I want to keep. And then she can tell me that the clothes that don't fit me, that are dress clothes that I, for some reason, think I'm one day either going to fit into or something's going to happen. Um, we can have that discussion where she's like, well, you can keep it, but. That sounds great. I would love to have a stylist. Right. Well, both she wasn't that. Stuff. Right. It was, it wasn't. For her to come over with clothes was like 250 bucks. And then I ended up buying almost $300 worth of clothes because there were boots, pants, and a, and a, and a fancy dress shirt. That's not so, bad. 
Yeah, the boots themselves were probably 120 bucks or 150 bucks. You go out bucks. to breakfast these days, it's 300 bucks for crying out loud. You go out to breakfast, it's $54 for two people. That's a lot of money. I know, I know. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to New York for a week and uh, the hotel I'm staying at has breakfast. And mm. I'm like, and I will be taking advantage of that breakfast because it will save me $25 a day. Nice. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was pretty good last time I went to New York. I didn't, I didn't do too bad. In the in the spending department, I didn't even take one Uber. I was subway oh, the there whole you go. time. That's admirable. I always take. Uh, I start with um, Lyft, and then about three days later, I'm like, "Hey Rockefeller, um, <laughs> why don't you buy uh, a subway pass and remember how to do the subway?" Yeah, and um, but I used all of my credit card points for uh, a free the hotel, so. I'm it's so far it's pretty cheap. Um, and then I'm going to pick up some sets to pay the extras. Here's something I learned about staying in hotels about myself is I sleep so much better when there's less stimulus visually. And I think this is why I like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist, but I do like not having to look around and have like, a whole emotional experience every time I look around a room. Mm-hmm. And um, I sometimes I just, uh, I want to go to bed and not. Be, yeah. Be, so I, I feel very, I love like hotels and then how clean they are. And then I, I take that lesson home and I'm like, it feels good when the bed's made. It feels good when the sheets are clean. Yep. You know? And yeah. Uh, I, I just, I think uh, bedrooms, uh, I like a lot of neutrality. Right, right. Uh, you're not wrong. It's, I don't know why my dog is barking so bad in the in the background, but uh, I want you, can you monologue about uh, home organizing for just a hot second while I go look for that dog? Sure. How do you feel about that? Yeah. It's, uh, sure. I'm going to write down some time code and I'm going to say to Rangers, this is an opportunity for you to really meet Jessica Seeley. Jessica Seeley. It's at Jessica Seeley. She has a new album out called uh, weird vibes and I'll be right back. Cause Tyson's losing his shit. Okay. Well, I hope Tyson is okay. And I think that, you know, I feel insecure now that Jackie's gone. I'll say this. I feel insecure talking about, home organizing because you know i'm like here because i want you guys to listen to my stand-up and uh i just i want you to know that i'm i am funny and i'm cool and uh i just uh i i have other facets of my life um and i'm sorry about that i'm sorry i'm not just a, a pure artist but um uh back to the hotel thing i want us to say the most important thing, if, if you do nothing else, is uh, make your bed. Make your bed and, and make sure the shoes are lined up. Okay. Don't, don't throw stuff. Just, li- just line it up a little. Stack, stack your papers a little bit. My grandmother used to always, used to always say that, um, that it was unlucky to not have your shoes... Um, in in together and against the wall and we were always like that's an old wives tale and then 
uh, mm. we kept our shoes together up against the wall because she would always kind of freak out about it. And she could have just said, I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> but she said, no, no, it's unlucky. And it is, uh, here, here's what could happen if, if your shoes aren't put nice, you could trip over them. That's unlucky. Well, that's that, so, right. it's, it's interesting that you, that you, uh, bring up that tool of making things, uh, uh, kind of hold uh, power in the home because I, I have been watching a lot of feng shui kind of videos, which I don't know. Oh. I don't know that much about. Um, but I, do well, I love to, the idea. Yeah, I do need to use some of it. Um, in like we, the where I'm placing things and storing things, I yeah. do think I do think a lot of it is hel- helpful for me. But it is kind of like that. It's like, don't do this. It's unlucky. Don't put this here. It's gonna attract bad. Don't put two mirrors facing each other because that's going to create chaos. And to be honest, uh, a lot of it um, does. It does make sense to me. A lot of it that there's an energy that flows through the house and you don't want energy to get stuck. Um, You don't want energy to be bad, you know, whether it's, you know, an old Chinese or Japanese or because Feng Shui, I think is Chinese. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, but whether it's a bunch of old wives just saying, you you have to live here, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what feng shui has always felt for me. Even though, of course, there's corners where it's all about money. Mm-hmm. But there's a corner that's all about a love interest. And then they, they do a thing where, um, like, in your bedroom, you're not supposed to have pictures of family members that aren't, like, your loved one. Right. It's just supposed to be either just art, loose, you know, art like that. And they also encourage no no TV. I don't have a TV in the bedroom because I don't want to. I don't want to lie in a bed like some hospice infirm person and watch television. I just don't. And in, in hotels, it's hard enough, right? Because I'll throw the TV on sometimes because I enjoy diners, drive-ins and dashing in or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> and uh, so I'm a shark but, tank in the hotel. I do the shark shark tank. tank. Yeah. What is that's the thing where you have to invent something and yeah. People, people try tell to you get investors. Huh? On their little inventions. And you ever see anything good? Not really here. And I, I think this is related because I don't think we, uh, I don't think there's anything else that we got to have. <laughs> <laughs> you think we've covered it? You think it's done? I, I think that uh, for home items, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I need and I don't know. But it's like, listen, you got a broom. You, <laughs> they, they're coming up. You got on- a mop. Well, I like a Swiffer, but it's very much a half-assed way of doing the floors, right? It doesn't really work if you got debris. I mean, if you've already swept, it'll get some extra... Well, little micro dusties, maybe. Right. Well, and, and it, as a kid, I mean, we were, we were an unclean youth. And then my stepmother came into our lives when I was about seven or eight years old. Right. She married my father when I was eight. And, um, she, there was, she was a great loss to the Austrian army. We all had chores and we had to, she (laughs) would, and I, to scrub the kitchen floor, hands and knees, and then she would go and check all the corners and all the, the floorboards and make sure that it was clean. And she would walk on it in socks and make sure that it was clean. 
And my, you know, my brothers, I'm the youngest. So my brothers and my sister all came up with workarounds. Like they would only do the corners. They would sweep and then they would use the pine saw hardcore in each of the corners. And then it would smell like pine saw and the corners would be clean. And she, they would, they wouldn't scrub the rest of the, like I would do the whole floor, wax on, wax off and just insanity. And we always had to make our bed. Like what you said, you know, uh, Nancy was like, you make your bed. I do. We strip the beds on Wednesday. I do laundry on Wednesday. She did laundry for six children and herself and her husband every Wednesday. And then we all had to make our beds and then we all had to put away our laundry. And she was like, don't stack them on top of the dresser. I don't want to see them. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It was, if you were to see a picture of my childhood room with my, I shared with my sister, it looks like an army room mm. because we even had brown thin blankets. Wow. <laughs> so, so this yeah, is bugs. interesting yeah. because this is how my grandma is. My mother's mother. Um, just like super neurotic, like on, uh, she, was she abusive? To my mom, probably she was, I, I, well, there was, there was, there was an element of, if this isn't clean, will you be physically assaulted perhaps? And I think that my mom as her child hates cleaning and and doesn't want to get rid of things because is traumatized by how my grandmother threw away everything. My mom says, (laughs) Oh, I made her a macaroni necklace and she immediately threw it away. So it's kind of like these extremes of like just reactive. We're really reactive until we go through therapy and realize that our parents were people. They had issues. Like the reason her mother was so was such a neat freak and wanted all that stuff. What was that like? Was she raised in squalor? Yes. Right. So she was raised in squalor. My She's going to want it to like, be clean. We, my grandma will be like, we lived in a dirt floor. And I had to, I had to sweep the floor (laughs) and I'm like, so you just had to get the dirt really smooth or what did that? Right. That's what what that is. I imagine the abuse my grandma endured and a lot of that generation to be just like full, fully bananas. Just like you got to sweep the dirt floor again till it's not a fucking dirt floor. (laughs) Right, right, right. And just pound, 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 make sure it's something, you know, and yeah, I mean, when I think about, when I think about the choices that they all make, it's, there's no mystery. There's no, whenever I have a bad dream, like last night, I I got a bike for Christmas, my first ever new bike. And I got a bike for Christmas and I had a dream last night that I took my bike on an errand and I went in to get a cup of coffee and I came out and uh, my bike had been stolen. And I told Andy about it. He was like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I was like, I've been meaning to buy a lock for my bike. He's like, there's no mystery what it fucking means. It means that I've been thinking about buying a lock for my, whenever I have one of those dreams, it's absolutely never, do you have that or? I, I have those for sure where I'm like, um, just working out issues that I've been stressed about, like, how will I do this day? Yeah. Uh, You know, it's very like my dream helping me just like figure out what's going to happen and what the issues are. And it's very clear. But then I do have some dreams where it's like, I'm going to need 
a better psychologist for this. <laughs> like, I need someone good <laughs> to interpret this dream. Like, what this, does it mean? This is heavy stuff, or what? I, like, this is this feels like it has meaning, but it's uh, you need a PhD. You don't right. have any of those where you're like, this is a this is a little bizarre and twisted in a intergenerational sort of cryptic my ancestors trying to send me weird messages through sparrows kind of way no uh <laughs> though i've never also never done ayahuasca i've always wanted to i also but, have uh, not <laughs> but I, well I, I think it just came to you sometimes sometimes some people get more interesting messages mine the most interest literally the most interesting dream i've ever had in my life Right before I moved to Los Angeles, mm. I had a dream where I was sitting, standing with Peabody next to the Wayback Machine, which is a cartoon character from the 70s and 60s. And he is, he is a dog with glasses, Peabody. And um, he, uh, he was like, do you want to see what the future is going to be like? And I was like, yes. He was like, well, then press that button. This is the dream. And there was just a giant button, red probably. And I was like, okay. And he goes, here's the thing. You press the button, you can't come back. You'll just be in that future. Whoa. And I was like, wait, I thought I could just, and he was like, press the button or don't press the button. You want to see what it's going to be like? You can see what it's going to be like. You want to see what it's going to be like? And it just looped because I tend to have loop dreams. I keep going over and over where I try to re re end the dream differently where I can somehow game the system. And finally I was like, forget it. Fine. And I just slammed the button and the bottom felt, this is the weirdest dream I've ever had. The bottom falls out of the thing and uh i just see peabody but i fall through and i land on a street that looks a lot like the street i live on in minneapolis except for it's slightly different i woke up and i was like oh so the future is going to be the same but slightly different mm. that was the message for me of that dream that the future is going to be yeah it's going to look just like the present yeah with slight changes yeah They're and i was like down this tree over here it's not gonna be that big of a deal your neighbor's You're gonna also, get a new car yeah there's uh my father once said that to me too he's like you know what the future's gonna be it's gonna be just like the present you're gonna be driving a five-year-old car and you're gonna be looking for work don't worry about it and uh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah no shit so far <laughs> i was uh, like that does that feels solid dad that feels solid that, that is solid wow so th that's really interesting that's like a black mirror episode of a dream kind of oh interesting yeah or twilight zony it felt a little right. twilight zony to me um but i but uh but more benign right yes because yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was well, a little, uh, it's a little red pill, blue pill. Yeah. Kind of thing. From, right. There was some Peabody. stress. I don't enjoy stress. I sometimes wake up uh, crying and I don't know what I've, what I've dreamed. And um, I'm okay with that. Uh, so, I wonder, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe we keep a dream journal. Sometimes oh, I've written jokes in my dreams and I've written them down. And then I wake up and I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> but I'll wake up and be like, hilarious. Like I'm doing stand up in my dream. 
Okay. Well, at least you nailed it. The thing is, is in your dreams, you should always be crushing. So <laughs> it's definitely the way to go. By the way, everyone should know that I am talking with Jessica Seely, stand-up comic, new album out, Weird Vibes. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Feel free to buy it if you can. Stream it if you can't. But go find Jessica Seely because it's at Jessica Seely, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-S-E-L-E. Get in on it. So... Yeah. What, uh, so you recommend, yeah, I recommend some basic stuff. Like I don't go to bed. I try not to go to bed with dishes. Right. That's I try not. Right. I wake up and I make the bed. Uh, I, I don't sweep as often as I should. My mother used to have a sweep after every meal. Mm. (sighs) She was right. Do you know why floors? detrius uh and some some people don't wear shoes in the house do you wear shoes in the house no you don't no we do we wear shoes and then we have the two dogs and a cat so well my partner's japanese too so i've i've learned that from him and it's it is almost it becomes like a religious thing on where you where you feel like you don't want whatever was on the bottom of your shoes spiritually out in the world to come inside Oh, fair enough. And does it keep the house cleaner? (laughs) Probably. I mean, I'm definitely like walking around during the day and like seeing what my feet are next to and seeing what's going on. And I would love, um, would love that to that pee pee or whatever, uh, to not, uh, come in my sanctum, my inner sanctum. What's, what's pee pee? Urine. Oh, actual urine? Yeah, you know, like I, I work downtown sometimes and, I, uh, uh, you know, okay. and, and I live in Hollywood. It feels like, um, like oh, it I'm, feels wa- like I'm walking there's a lot over of things I can't see. I'm walking over <laughs> right. things I can't see, but I can smell. And uh, I think that my floors are pretty dirty right now, but it is um, all inside dirt. It's not. Yeah, it's not a pee. It's all inside dirt. But to yeah. me, cleaning is really different than organizing. Okay. Um, I don't What's really, the difference? Organizing, I'm going through people's items and things and helping them store them and uh, uh, things like that. And Where uh, do they store them? Where does who store what? <laughs> There's, well, you know, you're help- helping them store them, yeah. No, yeah, like in their closets or their shelves or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm helping them figure out where their things go. Okay. And... Um, how to relate to their things and put things away neatly and in a way that you have a method that's easy. How easier. do you relate to your things? What does that, what does that mean? Um, like, um, what are you using? Uh, how much do you like it? Um, how do you keep your sentimental items? Uh, how do you keep what do you do with, how do you, what are the answers to that? I mean, and so, any examples, any examples? Like maybe you have things that you want to go in like a box, like you have a special little treasure box full of like, this is a lock of hair from my, my first yeah. crush or something like that. Well, that's a creepy one. I don't have that necessarily, but, um, right. but, but you like, know, or it's like or whatever, just a gack from your childhood. Right. Or it's like, oh, these things are on this shelf. These things that I really like, little figurines, or you know. Uh, How do you? Well, why wouldn't they just have them? At, like, you said that you help people figure out a way to relate to their items. Are they not relating? I guess is right, the question. They're, they're um, uh, avoiding. Uh, 
they're avoiding their own items or avoiding right. looking at their stuff by hiding it or doing something by yes like oh i have so much mess i'm gonna shove all this in a bag and put it in my closet and then not know where it is mm-hmm. or oh i don't go in this room because that that has all my husband who passed away his things or like um you know just kind of uh helping people uh, get back in touch with all the things that are in their house and where they want them and how they want them to live in their house. And Okay, so like if it's somebody's partner that's passed away and they haven't touched a room, like that, that person's den or something, right? and you go through and you're like, well, we could make not a shrine, but like a little place where this is, you know, this is a... a glass that he really liked and here's his I mean it would be weird but like his pipe <laughs> you know like it, it would be stuff that in within Andy's case it would be like a hero clicks right I'm like hey here's a hero clicks that you really like of Wolverine and and it's got a picture of him looking at Jean Grey and he's lying on a bed how crazy what would I do with that I don't even I've never even taken it out of the box because it's such a weird like a very specific toy of Wolverine lying on a bed. So you're saying in the event that your partner yeah. passes away. Right. You sort of make a, you make a sort of shrine to him or, but not a shrine. Yeah. I mean, that's a great idea. I tend to like with things like that, like maybe have a picture of someone, but then want like just a little box of their things that I can take out when I want. And I okay. decide like, oh, how big do I want it to be? But I love the idea of a of a shrine for for this yeah. scenario where this person has collectibles and things. Right, right. Where the, it was their favorite like trinket that they keep by like Andy usually has a Hot Wheel by his desk, and Aww. he calls it and um because he collects Hot Wheels, and um, Hot Wheels are so fun. Hot Wheels are fun, and the. Uh, <laughs> But the, he's got, you know, so it would be, it would, you know, it would be something that he liked plus a picture of him. And then, you know, just, I have some pictures of family and stuff behind me in the house and different places and art that my dad has drawn and stuff. And so, and he's got doilies from his great aunt. I Yeah. I think a, a little tasteful shrine that ideally would be in a, part of your house that you could go to intentionally and look at when you want. And ideally you would feel joy when you look at it. Oh, so not kind of spread out like a specific to create different spaces in your house or apartment or your living space. Yes. That address different parts of your life. I think so. And I, I think if you're like, Oh, I want to remember this person, I wouldn't have it all around the whole house because you don't want to be haunted. You just want, <laughs> you know, right. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I, this kind of brings me back to what we were talking about at the very beginning where you're talking about your mother-in-law just moved in. You guys have all this stuff in the garage and da, da, da. If you do feel overwhelmed by it, which I don't know that you do, but if you did, you could have a little kind of zone in your house where you're like this little zone is a little meditation corner or something. This is uh, where I go when I don't want to look at a ton of stuff. And this is um, this, this I can kind of compartmentalize and make my, this space stays super neat and tidy and um, 
and only has a few things that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I have a quarter of my house that I would love where my computer is. I would like to completely empty it of a lot of the sort of tchotchke kind of gack. And, and also just, I've stacked things, you know, when you, you get a new notebook. Well, I have four new notebooks that people have given me. I don't need any more notebooks. Thank you very much. Everyone's lovely. <laughs> uh, I also have a lot of rocks because I, I enjoy a rock. Uh, so I have stones and rocks that people have given me. And that um, and then I have I have this weird, like it's a it's a filing cabinet, but it's it should definitely be cleaned out. Like there are things, if I cleaned out that whole corner, if I just rebooted moved everything out and then re reset it. It would feel better. You know? Um, I think I know that for sure, just because it doesn't mean that I don't want to keep all or most of the stuff that's in that corner. It just means there has to be a better place to, because my mind does get cluttered if I'm surrounded by clutter. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah. And I, I want to give people permission to get rid of things that people have given them. Right. You can't, you can bring it to goodwill. You can bring it to what, like a thrifting place in Pasadena. You can, there's, or electronics recycling anyway. Or God forbid you can re-gift it. Right, right. There's a lot of stuff that people, other people (laughs) might actually want that you have been given and it's okay. It's okay. It's just in the end, it's just stuff. And we have so much stuff in this world that is just full of just landfills and so I, yeah. And that that's what I like about doing this is you do get more conscious of what you have. And like, I don't really want to buy anything unless I am pretty sure that it will stay in my home and I'll love it for quite a while. That's a good, that's a good, um, sort of way to pick it. Like you look at it and go, is this something that I'm going to keep and be excited about for some time? Right. Yeah. And, uh, you, you make mistakes with that sometimes and it's okay. It doesn't have to be this heavy thing where it's like, but you know, I think, I think there's a little, little too much impulse shopping that, like you said, you can see something at a store and take a picture of it and send it to someone and be like, isn't this a funny thing? You can see things and be delighted. It's, it's literally, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it isn't. I bought, um, a thing that I actually, I often take pictures of things and just send them to Maria Bamford. Cause I, I was like, you don't need this, but I think I thought of you Aww. and I'm not going to buy it for you because you don't need any more stuff. And she's like, thank you. I love that. Uh, she used to buy me romance novels because she knows that I like them. And I'm like, you can't buy other people's porn. Stop buying them. <laughs> and uh, so, but I did buy, I got her, a, uh, I got her a, uh, a personalized, I went with my sister-in-law to the biggest, weirdest tchotchke. It's a, it's a pop-up every year Christmas ornament store in Milwaukee. And I think it's a chain, but whatever it is, I bought a, an ornament that said best friends. And then there was a, a raised ceramic cheese wedge of cheese and a raised ceramic noodle. And I had my name printed next to the cheese and I had her name printed next to the noodle. And that's good times right there. That's something that I, I looked at it 
and I didn't get it. And I went back two days later and I ordered it. I love that. Cause here's the thing. Christmas is great because you, you, for people that do do like a Christmas tree or something like that, uh, ornaments are a great way to kind of scratch that little, like I got to buy a dumb thing itch. Because yeah. you don't have to look at it all year. It goes on this tree and you already have storage worked out for it. It's great. I, yeah. I, I highly recommend uh, Christmas ornaments as a weird little collector thing. Oh, that's cool. Jessica, it's getting dark and we're pushing an hour. So I'm going to let it go at this. This has been fascinating. I hope you've enjoyed it because I've, as sometimes happens on the Dork Forest I weeded off into my own world. So I appreciate you listening to me. Uh, I loved it. And that always happens uh, when organizing uh, memories of things and places and people and other dreams and lives come up. It's so dark in my garage right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Jessica Seeley. It's J-E-S-S-I-C-A, like Jessica Seeley, S-E-L-E. The name of the album is Weird Vibes stand-up comic here in Los Angeles. She's an awesome delight. And I thank you so much for doing the show. Um, I hope to see you in real life one day and people can watch us, of course, on YouTube. Uh, and Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. Hi, Adal. How was the show? Well, it was... We did it last week, and so we're in different places now when I'm calling you. It's to true. Do the bonus thing. Jessica Seely, comic has a new album, LA comic uh, called weird vibes. Okay. And a uh, new album. And she does, she's it's home organizing. Okay. So, like, like, like containers and, and shelving units. That's what I thought it was. That's not what it is. Really? Essentially. She encourages people to keep the stuff. <laughs> oh, and well, display I like that. it correctly. Yes. That's, well, that, she might be able to the, help us. Right. Well, that was the vibe I got. And I talk about a weird <laughs> vibe. Jessica's really well played. Um, so she started doing it just for friends and family. And now she's mm -hmm. sort of, she'll do it as a side hustle. Because okay. LA comics. Right. Everybody everybody's got a side, side hustle. Right. Everybody's got a side hustle. Right. And, um, and she's like, at one point, my favorite line was something like she said, everything is made of stardust, isn't it? And uh, oh. <laughs> therefore, everything is valuable. That's it. So I was like, I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely sounds like one of our people. Definitely does, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a great episode and I uh, enjoyed her a great deal. That's great. It sounds fantastic. And I'm going to. I'm going to let it go at that. There you yeah, go. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think we've learned yeah. we've learned everything we're going to learn. Right. I hope everyone else enjoyed the show because I certainly did. And uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, remember the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?